Hey guys, welcome to my first episode on my brand new podcast. My name is Flo and I'll be your host today on Feelings with Flo. I don't know if you guys can tell by the sound of my voice, but I'm really excited and happy that you're all here. And since this is my first episode, I want to give you guys a quick introduction on what this podcast is going to be about. I want this podcast to be a safe space conducive to all things personal development, mindset hacks, setting boundaries, dating, friendships, relationships, and so much more. And actually, I also want to encourage and cultivate self-love, especially in a world that's continuously trying to make us feel like we're not enough. My aim is to also eliminate that stigma and shame that is sometimes associated with mental health through having raw, open, honest conversations. So whether you're going on a hot girl walk or you just wanna chat to a friend, hopefully by the end of each podcast, you'll feel a little bit more revitalized, a bit more encouraged and inspired, where you can sit in your authentic self and embody the best version of you. But without further ado, let's get right into the episode. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing how to get yourself out of a rut because it's inevitable that sometimes somewhere along your journey, you will lose track of who you are and where you're going, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're backtracking or that you're going in the wrong direction. It just means that maybe you've stopped taking action, hence why you're in that state of stagnation and that state of discontent. Now that I'm out of my rut, I realize that sometimes you have to be out of alignment in order to have a new chance at reconnecting with yourself on a deeper level, but also gaining a more profound sense of self-awareness because getting out of my rut allows me to blossom into the person that I am today. Um, And I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm perfect. I'm still on my healing journey. I'm still learning every single day it's a never-ending process but the point that I'm trying to make is that it's okay to hit rock bottom before you rise to become your best self again and it's not a bad thing it's not something to be ashamed about in fact it should be a little bit more normalized and that it's actually just part of the human experience so in order to get out of that state I would suggest for you to start a routine you can use that routine as momentum to propel yourself forward. Having things to look forward to and having a sense of purpose is really powerful because it's what creates your identity and your self-concept. Your self-concept is how you see yourself and how you show up in the world. Your habits, big and small, they all add up to form who you are on a daily basis. So figure out what can become a regular habit an activity that you do at the same time every day or every week something that you know is good for your mind your body your soul and it also has to be compatible with how you currently live your life so for example if you set your alarm at 5 a.m it's probably not going to be conducive to your lifestyle if you're a night owl and you get more creative at night and also another thing as well is you must fill your own cup with love for yourself before you can give it to the rest of the world, especially if you're working a nine to five. And this is why, regardless of how early I have to get up for work or 
you know, any other obligations that I have in a day, I always make sure to get up two hours earlier so that I can be alone with my thoughts and center myself. And I do this by either going to the gym or I'll meditate or I'll read my favorite book. And I'll also write down in my journal about things that I'm grateful for. You might be religious as well, so you might pray as well. That could be part of your routine. Anything that centers you, that grounds you, that makes you feel good, that challenges you, that stimulates your brain. And most importantly, fostering and adopting habits that will actually release and trigger that dopamine, which is something that we will be discussing in this episode. But yeah, it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It could be something as simple as taking a daily walk or writing down five things that you're grateful for because that will always set you up for the day and it will make you feel positive. And if you're unsure what you want your routine to be, ask yourself, is this habit that I'm doing in the morning, is that benefiting the future me? Is this going to benefit me long term? Is this going to nurture my soul? And also keep in mind as well that like settling into a routine might take some time before the habits become automatic. If you find that something in your routine isn't serving you, definitely make adjustments, change up your routine, okay? Everyone's routine is different. Also make sure to celebrate your small wins. A lot of people seem to underestimate the power of starting off small. For example, if you've never exercised before, maybe you want to go to the gym, but you're at a loss as where to start. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to start going to the gym five times a week for an hour every single day. That's just not realistic. Your body wouldn't be able to handle it and it's actually going to make you feel worse. The last thing you want to do is exhaust yourself because that's what's going to make you lose that motivation. So starting small is essential because of this. The reason why it's so important to start off with short-term goals is because dopamine is released by our brain when we achieve one of our goals. Um, And dopamine is known as the happy hormone, by the way. It's what makes us feel good. This dopamine rush is really, really rewarding to the brain. And it actually seeks more dopamine by focusing on another goal. So for example, the other day I had no motivation to clean my house whatsoever it was the time of the month and i honestly guys i could not be asked it's such a chore sometimes when all you want to do is just be lazy and relax and you know eat popcorn put your favorite show on and a face mask but that day i had to clean because i had guests the next day so i started off small i said to myself right i'm gonna start off with the toilet And then all of a sudden, I end up doing way more than I had planned on my to-do list because of the momentum that I had started. I had started off small and I started room by room. I wasn't thinking about cleaning the entire house as a whole. To improve your chances of success, start with smaller goals first because short-term goals can help you reach a long-term goal and a much bigger reward. Dopamine and serotonin are really crucial neurotransmitters for your mental health and your well-being because they actually affect your libido, your sleep, your appetite. It can affect your memory, your ability to concentrate and focus. And there are lots of ways you can naturally increase dopamine and serotonin. For example, by exercising, eating healthy, because your gut is like your second brain. I remember back in 
2018 I was suffering from depression and anxiety and I was very vitamin deficient and I remember in 2019 that's when I finally decided to take control over my eating habits and that's when I regained my energy back. So it's also important to find out the triggers as well as to why you're feeling anxious or depressed or just stuck in a rut. But yeah, that's why I stress the importance of having a good routine with healthy habits because naturally over time, you're going to increase that dopamine again. I'm not a doctor, by the way. Let me just quickly put that out there. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a professional. This is all based on my own experiences and my own research. And I would highly suggest for you all to research dopamine and serotonin and how you can almost hack your brain. And I'll probably make another episode about this going into more detail. If you're interested in this kind of stuff and you're interested in building habits, I highly recommend that you guys read the book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He articulates everything so perfectly and he just puts things into perspective and it just makes sense and he uses a lot of science behind it as well which I love. And also try to refrain from comparing your habits and your lifestyle to other people especially on the internet because they are on their own journey and you're on your own journey and it's not going to be the same. You know that girl who you follow on Instagram who drinks her green juice every single morning and goes to the gym five times a week. She's probably been doing it for years. So also keep that in mind. We're all different. I also want to touch on our thoughts. Let's talk about how powerful your thoughts are and how they have a significant impact on how you experience life. They are the driving force behind your emotions, behind your choices and your behaviors and one of the most potent means of changing your life is through your thoughts. Um, and, you know, every single person has that unpleasant, critical and nagging voice in their mind. Even the world's most successful individuals who have reached the pinnacle of success, they have that voice. But the only difference is, is that they've made the decision to be aware of this voice and to take charge of whether or not they choose to listen to it. To break that negative thought cycle, you must learn how to be an observer of your thoughts rather than taking them to be true. I have negative thoughts. I don't attach myself to them thoughts because thoughts are not facts. They are just things. I watch them come into my mind and then I slowly watch them go as they fizzle out. Also, the things that you worry about excessively aren't actually risks or a big threat because in an effort to keep you safe, your worried mind will cause you to overthink. It will cause you to ruminate and to have obsessive thoughts. And this is because our brain is hardwired to seek for the familiar because it makes you feel safe. Especially if you're starting out a new business or you're starting a new venture, you might have imposter syndrome kick in. You might have those self-limiting beliefs and doubts come through and that is because you're starting something new, your brain doesn't recognize it. If this is something that you struggle with and you struggle with that inner critic, that inner voice, calling yourself names, demeaning yourself, whatever it is, interrupt that thought immediately and replace it with a polar opposite. So for example, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm such a failure, immediately switch the narrative to the polar opposite and tell yourself, I am a winner. 
I am a magnificent being and I approve of myself. Because over time, when you modify your thinking, your feelings will also change and the triggers that cause those emotions will be eliminated. You wouldn't say those things to your best friend. You wouldn't call them those names, right? You wouldn't be horrible to them, especially if they're struggling. In fact, you'd probably tell them the reverse. So why would you want to do that to yourself? Why would you want to put the blame on you? Why would you want to feel as though you're not worthy of a good life and you're not worthy of happiness? You absolutely are. You need to show up for yourself and be your best friend. The truth is right, regardless of how prepared you are, there are always going to be things and events that will occur in your life that are out of your hands. But once you train yourself to take charge of your thoughts, your disposition and actions will no longer be affected by external factors. And what helped me during my rut was writing my feelings down. Writing out your feelings may not instantly improve your mood, but it can help you gain more control over your negative emotions. And it's actually crazy how much the act of putting pen to paper can lessen the impact of a troubling thought. And while it may be difficult to confront and accept the thoughts head on, writing about it can be a way to do so indirectly, if that makes sense. So the next topic we are going to be discussing is acceptance. What always helped me, right, in any situation, not just the rut, but it was accepting and recognizing the situation for what it was, recognizing the rut as a starting point for fixing the problem, because it's so much more liberating and freeing to accept the reality of the situation rather than living in denial. And I'm going to give you guys some tough love here. It's easy to give yourself reasons as to why you can't accomplish something or you don't have time for something. But the truth is you have to fully accept responsibility for your own actions. Try to recognize that only your choices have an impact on your life because I know how easy it is to blame yourself and blame other people because that's exactly what I used to do. I used to refuse to acknowledge the problem, which actually prevented me from making positive adjustments in my life. It prevented me from implementing those healthy habits. And it only kept reiterating the same negative thoughts and behaviors that actually brought me on to my past state of discontent. It's completely natural if you're feeling guilty or ashamed or angry or furious about your current predicament or your circumstances, but once you come to terms with it, it will allow you to sit in your authentic self. So give yourself some grace and remember that sometimes only acceptance can bring you peace. So that concludes the end of this episode. If you are still listening and have made it this far, thank you. I appreciate you so much and I hope I've inspired you in some way. So use what speaks to you, what resonates and what feels right for you. And also please don't forget to review and rate my podcast so that others who might need it can find it. Also, please feel free to drop me a message on Instagram if you have any ideas or suggestions on what the next episode should be. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Oh, and one more thing. Remember to keep safe and be truly and authentically you. Bye, guys.